Hey, and welcome to the Shorty. I'm Josh. There's Chuck. There's Jerry. We don't say last names on these because we're crunched for time. Does that mean we need to say welcome to the long form when it comes to the other ones? Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's a great idea. Change is good. But you have to roll your L. Welcome to the long form. <laughs> Whoa. I didn't know you were so good at that. Or wait, there's an L and an R in there. Let's see if I can do it. Welcome to the long form. <laughs> How is that? You look like and sound like you're underwater. And eating peanut butter. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of eating peanut butter, Mm -hmm. did you know that in ancient Rome, if you ate a couple of gallons of peanut butter, it was very acceptable Mm -hmm. to stroll on over to a vomitorium and throw it up and stick a feather down your throat or have, sorry, have some young child stick a feather down your throat. Or Bill Murray. So (laughs) So you could throw up and then eat even more peanut butter. That's right, Chuck. That's an indisputable fact of history. (laughs) Not true. No, and you know what? Something was bugging me researching this. I was like, I feel like I've said something uh, like on the podcast before where I referenced this being correct. And it it wasn't. I probably did. But I'm in pretty good company because we've got this idea that, that, yeah, in ancient Rome, it was totally normal to go throw up, basically binge and purge. Yeah. But purge in like a public area that's designated to go purge. Um, th- th- that, that's been around for at least since the 1920s. And we can trace it all the way back to Aldous Huxley, actually, who, who created this misconception. Yeah, I mean, I thought this was a true fact up until two days ago. Basically, everyone does. So don't feel bad. Again, you're in the company of Aldous Huxley. How are you pronouncing that? Huxley? Not the first name. Alduous? Alduous? What do you pronounce it as? Deletrius? I think you'll, you're swapping the U and the O. Aldous? <laughs> Aldous? I think it's How? Aldous. Oh, I like Alduous. All right. I, I've rechristened him. Well, he was a very Alduous person. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> I just made it up. Oh, okay, cool. Good, because I was really embarrassed for a second. Yeah, so apparently, <clears throat> well, let's go back to Rome. To quote the great Frank Black in the Catholic song, Mm -hmm. uh, vomitoria, which is the plural of vomitorium, there were these things in ancient Rome, apparently. Yes. But it was just a very, well, to my ear, weird name for a very uh, now common thing. Yeah, and they actually know who was the first to reference it. It was a guy named Macrobius back in the 4th century CE. He just used it as a term to describe... Basically, a passage into and out of, say, like the Colosseum, where people would be disgorged out. That's such a gross word. Into like, um, like you've been to Colosseum, right? To the Colosseum? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, same here. It's an amazing place. Um, and there's, there's just a, a lot of walking space that's actually really effectively designed. And one of the reasons why it's so effectively designed is because of these passageways to basically to your seat and then back out into the main walkway around the perimeter inside the, the Colosseum. Yeah. Those places in and out between the two, those are vomitoria. Yeah. What's, what do we call them today? It's a, not a portal, but a. A portico maybe? No. I mean, it's just like, it's like any modern stadium design. It's the, the hallway open thing that you walk through and then you're like, yeah. now I'm in the stadium. What do you I call think, that? Concourse? No. 
I think we should just go back to calling it Vomitoria. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that next time I go to a Falcons game. Yeah. Hey, uh, meet me at uh, Vomitoria 244. <laughs> Pardon me. Can you direct me to my Vomitorium? I can't think of the word, and it's really bugging me. Uh, I know what you're talking about, and I want to say it's like Portal 2. I mean, it is a portal. Maybe some people call them that. but um, I think that's what they're called in, like, sports. Yeah. So there were 76 of these, though, around up and down the Coliseum. And apparently, did you say how many people that they could shuttle in and out of there yet? No. Apparently, 50,000 people could get in and out of this thing uh, and, like, to their seats within about 15 minutes. That's not bad. That's amazing. Can you imagine the poor schmo who had to sit there and time it by looking at the sun? <laughs> so many went blind right. <laughs> until it finally happened. They'd have to replace the person every 30 seconds. As if they were carting them away. They'd be like, <laughs> I got to 30 seconds. Uh, what is the name of those things? That's oh, going to bug me. I don't know. Uh, should we take a break and talk about Aldous Huxley again? Alduous. All right, right after this. All right, so you set us up with Alduous Huxley. What in the world did this, how could, in the world could he have affected this? I mean, I guess he just heard of it before, and basically he, he mentions it in passing in a single line. He wrote a comic novel um, called Antic Hay. It was about post-World War I decadent, like, uh, upper, upper-class society. Yeah. And um, he just basically mentioned, uh, like, a goth coming into a vomitorium. And um, I, I, from the line I saw, it didn't even really seem to be like he was talking about the goth was going to come throw up or anything like that. Um, but that was the first instance they could find of somebody using it not in the way that Macrobius was, was using it as that portal thingy, right? <laughs> so, th- so they think that he was the first one to say this or, or put it down and pen to paper. And you have to give him a break because he just in- injected a tremendous amount of LSD into his own <laughs> eye before he started writing this, right? Uh-huh. So w- we're going to excuse him. The next person who gets zero excuse whatsoever is Lewis Mumford, yeah. And he was an historian. He was a, a critic. He should have known better. He did not do his research. Apparently, he'd been reading Aldous Huxley and just basically cited it as fact in one of his books, The City in History. Yeah. And he, he full on defined it as uh, where you overeat and you go and make yourself throw up. And he just made that up. Yeah. As a fan of Huxley's, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I don't think he ever took a drop of acid either. He has zero excuse. Lewis Mumford does. Uh, well, here's the thing, though, and this is where it does get kind of gross, because even though they did not originate in ancient Rome, mm-hmm. there are real uh, vomitoriums, apparently, in places like Vietnam. And I looked this up, and I was trying to find a picture, and I did find one. Mm-hmm. And it looks like where you would go to the sink and wash up in a public bathroom, but it has... It looks like a tiny toilet bowl, like mm-hmm. it's got the shape of a toilet bowl on a, you know, like waist high. 
Right. And then above this, at least this one, it had a little tiny toilet tank even. It looked oh, like a really? miniature toilet except waist high. So I saw one that was like a big stainless steel sink with like one of those like dishwasher. Like, you, Have you ever washed dishes for a living? Oh, yeah. That was okay. my first job. So, you know, that's right. We talked about that. Didn't you rat out like everybody? In JJ's the, Barbecue. I didn't uh, rat out anybody. What are you talking about? What was it? I worked at JJ's. I was they, a busboy and dishwasher. But they stuck their tennis shoe in like the Brunswick stew or something oh, awful like that? Yeah, but I didn't rat them out. I should have. Okay, yeah. So, anyway, um, <laughs> so you know like the dishwashing sink thing? Uh-huh. The uh, faucet? Yes. It had like one of those. So, yes. I guess you're expected to rinse the sink out after you vomit into it. But the way you know what you're doing, and I saw your picture too, um, is there's a sign, like a like a road sign type graphic of of somebody throwing up. Yeah. And that's how you know to use it. So it's like <laughs> it's like fiction became reality. Yeah, so like it has someone kind of bent over heaving uh, out uh you know graphic spew. <laughs> great band, <laughs> great band name. Right. <laughs> They're sort of, they opened up for Guar for a while. Oh man, I'll bet. <laughs> Actually, I did see a band called Vomitorium. Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Graphic spew though, man, a lot. <laughs> Uh, but apparently all over Ho Chi Minh City, you can find these things. And some of them even have, um, like, pictures of ancient Rome and stuff, I guess, as a nod to the false claim that they started in ancient Rome. I know. My head's about to pop. <laughs> and what about Germany? That gets even grosser. So this article on How Stuff Works says that they're puke pans. They're known colloquially as uh, puke pans. Not true. The only place I saw that on the internet is in this How Stuff Works article. But there are vomitoriums in Germany. There's a place called Hofbrauhaus in Munich. That's a beer hall that's known to have a vomitorium. Oh, I've been there. Oh, really? I've been to the Hofbrauhaus. Did you see the uh, vomitorium? No. The, I'm I, sorry, the puke pan? I did all my puking in the potted plants. Oh, there you go. So. I think that's <laughs> that's gauche, man. That's like wearing white after Labor Day. No, so there is one at the Hofbrauhaus, supposedly? That's what I saw on TripAdvisor. So our article claiming that in German frat houses that, first of all, I didn't know Germany had fraternities. That's got to be. Yeah, this this whole thing just stinks of misconception. <laughs> yeah. Well, their source was antique-photos. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Whatever that is. It's a Crystal Link site, I think. <laughs> so at the very least, we know that in Germany there are designated puke places. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's, I mean, I guess... I mean, first of all, you shouldn't be drinking so much that you regularly throw up anyway. That's point number one. But uh, if you've ever been in a bathroom stall and walked in like, oh, boy, I got to pee, and it's just got vomit everywhere, it's one of the worst experiences you can have as a human. Yeah, especially if you don't have to pee but have to poop. Oh, well, forget it. It's like train spotting. What is? I never saw that movie. What happens then? Well, there's a scene where he goes to throw up uh, some heroin that he had ingested so he can shoot it. Mm-hmm. And oh, man. it's like it's a sort of a dreamy sequence. The bathroom is labeled as the worst bathroom in Scotland, uh-huh. and it's nasty, and he pukes in there and then reaches in, and eventually Ewan McGregor goes all the way into the toilet and swims around. Oh, wow. So it's, sounds... it's a fantasy sequence. It does sound a little dreamy. <laughs> you know everyone's fantasy about going into a poop puke-infested toilet and swimming. Yeah. Am, uh, I miss, am I missing out not having seen Train Spotting? Yeah, it's a classic. Okay. 
Well, I'll go check it out, right? You got anything else on this? Gross. I'm ready to move on. Yeah, I am too. Everybody, we're moving on. If you want to get in touch with us, you can go onto our website, stuffyoushouldknow.com, look for our social media links, and then uh, send us an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. Stuff